Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this evening's branding and cash flow call. Glad to see everyone on on this Monday evening. Hope you've been having a great day. Hope you have an even better evening. As always, if you are in the position to, please uncover, turn on your cameras so we can see your lovely faces if you're in the position to. If at any time you have a question or some thoughts that you'd like to give, if you're camera is on, you can wave your hand. We will acknowledge you that way. If your camera is off, you can go down to the bottom, click on participants. From there, you will see a small blue hand that says raise hand, click on that. And as always, you can always type your questions and comments in the chat and we will get those read that way. Again, welcome to tonight's branding and cash flow call. This evening, we will be talking about self-concept 
and cash flow. Self-concept and cash flow. Uh, either with the blue emoji hand or if your camera's on, you can raise your hand. If, if you know what self-concept is or if you're familiar with self-concept, if you just raise your hand. Anyone who is familiar with self-concept. All right. Well, self-concept is a general term used to refer to how someone thinks about, evaluates, or perceives themselves. I'm going to read, I'm going to say that again. Self-concept is a general term used to refer to how someone thinks about, evaluates, or perceives themselves. And because of that, self-concept has everything to do with sales, with selling in your business and in life. There's a gentleman by the name of Carl Rogers, who is a humanistic psychologist. I had to go look up what that meant. Humanistic psychologist. Charmone, I will repeat that one more time. Self-concept is a general term used to refer to how someone thinks about, evaluates, or perceives themselves. Okay, I put it in chat so that you could have it. How someone thinks about, evaluates, or perceives themselves. Carl Rogers, who is a humanistic, or who was, he, the late Carl Rogers, was a human, humanistic psychologist. He was one who studies the whole person and the uniqueness of each person. Now, when I read that, I was like, Antonio might as well be a humanistic psychologist too, because he does the same thing. <laughs> but Carl Rogers believed that the self-concept has three different components, and I'm going to name them. The three different components he he believed that the self-concept had was the view you have of yourself, which is self-image. Two, how much value you place on yourself, which is self-esteem or self-worth. And three, what you wish you were really like, which is the ideal self. And so I want to put these in chat as well. These are the three concepts that Carl Rogers believed that self-concept had three components of. The view you have of yourself, self-image, how much value you place on yourself, which is self-esteem or self-worth, and what you wish you were really like, which is your ideal self. Now, what I wanna do, because y'all know, be know, be, know me by now, and y'all know that I'm always in teacher mode. And as a teacher, I always like participation. I don't like doing all that talking, not just me. <laughs> don't really like lecturing. I want class participation. So my question to you, we're going to break down each one of these three components. How do these three components affect you, your business, your products, your service, and your cash flow? We're going to go from one to three. So your self-image, the view you have of yourself, anyone, doesn't matter who it is, how does your self-image affect you, your business, product, services, and your cash flow. Now, don't everybody jump at once, but how, how does that affect you? Go ahead, Mr. Donia. And then we get you. Okay. Um, of course, I'm in my car because what I do, I live in my car. I actually have a meeting. <laughs> um, um, you know, 
Uh, well, this is easy for me because it impacts everything that I do. So I have to presume most of us can relate. Self-image is, is everything. It's, it's everything about sales because if you can't sell you, forget the product. You can't sell yourself as far as, as, as being competent, um, as somebody that enjoys doing what you do, is somebody that's knowledgeable about what you do, you have the skill. That image or lack thereof is going to be presented to whomever you're presenting to. And that's gonna tell them potentially the same thing that your, your self-concept is telling them, whether or not you're competent and confident and whether or not you do enjoy what you're doing. So it's everything. If you don't have some kind of control or some kind of, of positivity toward your self-concept, then you, you will not be able to sell, period. All facts. Yes, yes, ma'am. Point number one, if you can't sell you, can't sell yourself, you won't be able to sell your product services to anyone else. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Donia. <laughs> Mr. Phil, go ahead, sir. Yeah, I was taught that self-image is what you think of yourself. I mean, is what other people think of you, what you think other people think of you. Self-esteem is what you think of yourself. So self-image is what you think other people think about you. And as I've said many times, most people don't think about you as much as you think they think about you. And then self-esteem is what you think of yourself. So a guy named, uh, gosh, I just went blank for his name. He did a whole seminar and he wanted to teach us the difference between self-image and self-esteem. Right, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Self Thank you so much for that, Mr. Peel. Because when I was looking at this, I was, when I read self-concept, I was like, well, isn't self-concept the same thing as self-esteem? And when I saw self-image, I asked the same question, but you broke it down. Thank you so much for that. Self-image is what you think others think about you. Self-esteem is what you think about yourself. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Um, Miss Adonia, Antonio wanted me to ask you, or is, is he seeing you Monday? I'm traveling. It is supposed to be Monday. It's just trying to figure out how. So I'm going to say yes, unless, yeah, well, actually, yes, because we, 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 yeah, we do it early. So yeah, I can still do that. I'm just, I'm going to be in the East Coast. She said, yes, she's going to be on the East Coast. Okay. Oh, oh, crap. That's early. That's later. I get to sleep in. <laughs> That's later. She gets to sleep in. <laughs> If, if we need to adjust, we can adjust, but I can talk to him offline if necessary. Okay. He said, if y'all need to adjust, y'all can. No, I'm asking just to get on her nerves. He said, he's, he said, no, he's just asking to get on your nerves. <laughs> tell him it worked. It worked. He's on my nerves. It worked. <laughs> tell him it worked. He's on my nerves. <laughs> he told me to do it. Do it right in the middle of the call. Okay. All right. I sure will. All right. Great entertainment. Thank you so much, Mr. Sedonia. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, anyone else want to um, answer that question? How does your self-image, the view you have of yourself, or as Mr. Field said, what you think others think about you, how does, how does that affect your business, your money, your products, your services? 
See anyone else? Okay. Adonia and Mr. Phil hit the nail on the head. Adonia said, if you can't sell yourself, how are you, if I can't sell me to you, how are you going to listen to me about my business? So that's off top. That is off top. And also, if you don't see yourself with the self-image, if you don't see yourself as a salesperson, you're not going to sell anything to anybody. You created your products and services, yes, for people so they can benefit from it, but you, you know you're not doing it for free. So you have to see yourself as a salesperson. Because a lot of times, we say it all the time, people... Some people have a negative connotation when you hear, oh, I'm in sales. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. I understand that. But if you think about it, you're a sales, you're a salesperson every day. You're selling yourself to someone somewhere all the time. And it's not just because when you think of sales, you think of business. No, if you got kids, you are selling yourself to your kids. Okay. If you have a, a mate, you're selling yourself to that mate. You sold yourself to have a mate. <laughs> okay. You sold yourself to that person to let them know, hey, this is why you need to be my mate. Okay. You're a salesperson every day. The next one, self-esteem or self-worth. How much you, how much value you place on yourself. Now, how much, how, how does that, your self-esteem or self-worth affect you and your business? The value you place on yourself. How does that, how can that affect you and your business? <clears throat> Go ahead, Miss Michelle G. It affects it majorly. Mm -hmm. um, because if you can't uh, if you can't see the value in yourself, then nobody else will. Yeah. If you don't know your value, you don't know your self-worth. Mm -hmm. Nobody else will ever know it either. They won't see it. But even if they do see it, it's not going to mean anything until you do. All right, Miss Michelle. That, that's y'all spot on tonight. If you do, she said, anyone who missed it, if you do not see the value in yourself, no one else will either. I, I've heard. Um, People say a lot, hey, if you don't love yourself, nobody else will either. Same thing, same concept. You've got to see the value in yourself so that others can see the value in you and so, and so they can also see the value in your business. If you don't have a good value about yourself, neither will your products, neither will your services. Okay, Darren, glad you made it to campus. Uh, Ms. Michelle G., I hope you're feeling better. Glad to have you on the call. I know you have been battling with the flu. <clears throat> but I was, I put in my notes just what Michelle G just said. If you don't value yourself, you won't value your products or services, and then no one else will either. You have your high self-esteem and your low self-esteem. I'm going to plug it in here. If you have not gotten into that overcoming low self-esteem course, oh my goodness, get into that. Get into that because it will definitely help you with life and business. I can't sell a thing having low self-esteem. If I came to y'all and most of y'all, most of you all I have spoken to about either the business university or the Bureau of Dominant Speakers. And if I came to you all on the phone and said, hey, Vestine, how you doing? Um, we have the 
Bureau of Dominant Speakers, and I think, you know, we deal with the speaking three times a week, and no, he's going to be like, thank you, but no, thank you. you. I don't even, you can hear the low self-esteem in my voice. So you have to have the value of yourself, the high value of yourself, so that people can see your value as well as the value of your business. Ms. Charmone said, you are your product. Low self-esteem will cause you to constantly second-guess your product or service. In today's fast-paced world, it's really tough to make reading a priority, especially for someone like me. I love books. I'm that bookie that loves books so much that when I get that new book, I like to open it up just to smell the new book smell. Like some people are about new cars. I am about new books. But it's so hard for me because of everything that's going on in the fast-paced lifestyle that I live as an entrepreneur. Well, at least it used to be that way. I'm grateful for Thinker.org because at Thinker.org, they summarize the key ideas from new and noteworthy nonfictions. They also give you access to entire libraries of great books in bite-sized forms. And I love that. You can read or listen to hundreds of titles in a matter of minutes from the old classics like Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, an amazing book to recent bestsellers like Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life, which is another amazing book. Now, what I love about Thinker is that once I find a book, if I'm not so sure about what it's about, number one, Thinker tells me what category it's in. So if I'm looking for business and I click on a book and it tells me, oh, this isn't business, this is just self-help. I'm like, okay, well, let me keep going, but I can come back to this one. It tells you if it's business, if it's self-help, if it's personal development, if it's whatever it is, they give you the categories and I love that. One of the greatest things that I love about thinker.org is that it tells you what you'll learn i love that because now if it's a book that i've never heard of before it tells me what i'm going to learn from this book so now i have an idea of what this book is about and what education i'm going to get from this book then thinker.org also gives you key insights it lets you know this you're going to get this key insight from this book this key insight is in this book It'll also tell you this about in this book and that. And I love that the most. And then it also gives you similar titles for that particular book that you read. So if you want to continue your education with something similar to the book that you just listened to on thinker.org, it gives you that option as well. I truly enjoy thinker.org because it makes my next level of education and reading easier for me with the recommendations. It makes it easier for me with telling me what the book, what I'm going to learn in the book, and then the key insights I'm going to get. So I can go in to reading this with a different mindset. I can go in knowing what I'm going to get and have my mindset set in what notes I want to take. And the best thing about it all is it's not a book that's going to take me hours and hours to read. I can it I can read a book, get the what I'll learn from it and key insights in a matter of nine minutes or give or take a few minutes here or there. You definitely want to get you definitely want to get thinker.org. And if you want to challenge your preconceptions, expand your horizons and become a better thinker, go to thinker.org. That's T H I N K R dot O. And start your free trial today. Again, that's thinker.org. T-H-I-N-K-R dot O-R-G. High self-esteem will allow you to be out there selling. 
Charmone, you just made Antonio holler like a preacher. Um, <laughs> he is he is given a, a wave offering. Um, but you are correct. I it goes back because I I always remember Charmone saying she was at an event, she had a booth, and she was selling a product, and fifteen people came up to her and said no, and she kept going and kept going until that sixteenth person said yes. If Charmone had low self-esteem, probably by person number three, she would be like, I quit. If that. Okay, Ms. Devastine said, so true. So true. But because her self-esteem is where it is and because she values herself very high, she kept going until she got that yes. No one on this call that I'm seeing has low self-esteem. If you had it, you don't have it anymore because you worked on yourself. And all of you have businesses, products, or services that you have sold. Therefore, you value yourself very high, and someone has seen that because they have gotten your services, products, or business. <clears throat> Anyone else would like to let us know, uh, from a personal stand standpoint, um, how self-esteem or self-worth affects you and your business. Grace. Yes, sir. I am determined to be rich. The middle class is not for me. I need news that cares about me. And not news that's going to scare me or make me mad at another people. I need news without politics. And I want news that will point me to the money. This is the news where it happens. The moments that change the world. These are the stories we need. The info that we care about. We only give you news that puts money in your pocket. And the news that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today. And what we can become. Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives make us stronger. And how our mission can inspire tomorrow this is journalism that helps the world we live in this is makes it news one of my sayings is we are all yo-yo just some of us have longer strings than others the key to life is shorten your string so your ups aren't so up and your downs aren't so down right there key to life is <laughs> yo yo cut string i like that i like that yes sir yes sir <clears throat> mr Donia, i saw that your mic was unmuted i actually just had a question it, it just i don't know why it came to me but in addition to it, it, i don't know if it mentions in your research but i think you can overdo it too you can have so much um self-esteem is arrogant and and that can come across and and mess up your sales as well because you if you make it all about you and not about serving the the customer then you also can lose opportunities uh, and would definitely your numbers and your sales so i, I don't know if that, it said that but I, I work around a lot of arrogant people <laughs> i just do and <laughs> and you know, and I get it. I mean, it's it, I'm in a male dominant field, so I get that. But but I, I'm trying to teach them the emotional intelligence side of it, and it's, it's a challenge. I enjoy doing it because I like it, and I enjoy them squirming a little bit. But I really do think 
you can overdo it as well, and that will have an impact. Right. I, I think that's more to do with ego. Mm. They don't necessarily have self-esteem, so they make up for it with big egos. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's about, that's right, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. about right. Okay. I, we got to recap that one. Wait a minute. <laughs> Mrs. Donia said there is a flip side to that. To she, she called it having so much self-esteem that you're arrogant and people won't want to, you know, get your business products or services. And Ms. Susan said, well, that's because they don't have that much self-esteem. So it goes to ego. It's okay. I love y'all. <laughs> that is, that is, yes, arrogant ego. So that is, um, is the flip side of that. Um, if I am battling with low self-esteem, but I don't want you to know that, mm -hmm. gonna turn to that good old ego, let you know, and being arrogant. Uh, I, I I know this already. I I don't I don't need that information from you. This is how this is how much I know, and this is how much I know that you need my product or service in our business. And if I come across to you like that, you're gonna be like, no, thank you, and we'll go find someone else. Knowing you need my product, knowing my product works, but because of the way I came off, you're not gonna do business with me. Thank you so much for that, Ms. Adonia and Ms. Susan. Was there anyone else out there who wanted to share comments or had a question? Lady Mike. Okay. I'm not sure if you guys can hear me. Um, but um, one thing, I, I used to sell cars and, and other um, car services. And so I would read the room or read the, the facial expressions of the people just to kind of not come off so like arrogant or anything like that because some people you can kind of get away with it because they want to hear you but at, at the same time you got some people that will shy away from that too so you just kind of you know you kind of kind of gauge your um your self-esteem or gauge just you know your approach right thank you lady maya thank you reading the room yes that will that that does work we heard you very well, loud and clear. <laughs> Reading the room. That is another thing that Antonio does very well. I think he's a humanistic psychologist and a room reader. We're going to add those to the list. <laughs> That's some good old cognitive behavioral therapy. All right. We will be, well, before I move on, did anyone else have any comments or questions? We're on self-esteem, self-worth, how that affects you and your business. All right, we will move on. The third one from Mr. Carl Rogers, uh, components of self-concept, is your ideal self, what you wish you were really like. Your ideal self. How does your ideal self affect you and your business? If I were to start and I say, okay, this is how I want my business to go, and this is the person I want to be, for this business, and if I know I'm not there yet, work on being that person. Work on being future self now, so that I can get there. So I know where my where I want to take my business. Your ideal self, the person I really want to be. Work on that constantly. Work on that every day. Work on that every day. Just keep moving and keep keep moving. Keep reading. Keep listening to videos. Keep listen to my mentor. You know. You want to keep doing that to become your ideal self. 
Now, how ha how does that or how has that your ideal self affected you and your business? Anyone? Don't be shy. Nobody on this or nobody on this phone call is shy. <laughs> All right. You want you want to make sure that you continue to be that person or work towards being that person because you tell yourself man i, I love the way uh, who, whoever your hero is um in in the industry that you're in and you know someone who was doing a tremendous job in the industry you're in and you say man i, man, I want to i want to have you know be the, the person like that person i don't want to be that person so let's say you know you want to be a coach oh man tony robbins i love the way he coaches i want to have you know, I want to emulate him. I don't want to be Tony Robbins, but I want to emulate him. When you work on, you see what Tony Robbins does, see what he listens to, see what he reads, and you work on being that person. All right, Mr. Liddell. Okay, thank you so much. Can't talk right now. Always, Liddell is always working on Wilson City. That's what I call it, where he lives. Miss um, Charmone says, my ideal self causes me to carry myself in the way I see myself. My ideal self is a business type so I dress the part. My actions mimic that of a business person, etc. There you go. Miss Charmone is on it. Miss Charmone, you must be at work. That's why you're typing in the chat. That's all right. Glad that you that you're communicating with us through the chat. <clears throat> but she's right. She says, oh, "Okay, okay, <laughs> you're at work." She says her ideal self causes her to carry herself in the way she sees herself. There you go. And the way she sees herself that has to do with the self-image, self-esteem, how much she values herself. So she says she's a business type, so she's going to dress business. I can't be a business type and dress casual. Not going to work. <laughs> I look the part of how I see myself. And so your ideal self, man, I, just, I love this. I'm going to stop talking. Anyone else have any thoughts on your ideal self and how that can affect you and your business? as well as customers. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Y'all are a shy bunch tonight. Knowing y'all love to talk. That's all right. <clears throat> but I'm going to uh, recap the three components that Mr. Carl Rogers believed that self-concept has. Your self-image, the view you have of yourself, Mr. Field said, what, uh, what you think others think about you. Two is your self-esteem or self-worth, how much value you place on yourself. And number three, your ideal self, what you wish you were really like. Now, there are, there are three other things that I wanted to talk about that I believe tie in to self-concept. And Antonio talks about it all the time. He didn't come up with a fancy name because he's, he's, he's just not a fancy name guy. He, he says I'm practical. I didn't didn't feel like doing all that. So I call it the one, two, and three. Okay. He calls it the one, two, and three. Many of you have heard of this. If you haven't, I'm going to introduce it to you now. Antonio's one, two, and three. One is the story you tell yourself and others. Two is your limited beliefs. And three are judgments and fear of consequences. And I believe these three also tie in to self-concept and your cash flow. For one, the story you tell yourself and others, that kind of ties in with how you see yourself. 
if I tell myself that I'll never get a sale in my business, guess what's going to happen? I'm never going to get a sale in my business. Oh man, I got to go out there and get a hundred customers. Oh, I don't, I don't know. And that seems kind of hard and impossible. Guess what's going to happen? <laughs> you keep telling yourself that other people's are going to, other people's, other people are going to see, see that in you. You don't have to tell them, you have to say a word. They'll just see it. Other people can, people can sense things about other people. People can sense if you are the leader that they're looking for. People can sense if you are the person they are to do business with. So the story you tell yourself and others greatly affects your cash flow, your business, your products and services. Before I keep going, did anyone have any questions or thoughts on number one, the story you tell yourself and others? Okay, we're gonna keep going. Number two is your limited beliefs, your limited beliefs. It still ties, it just, it goes back to the, the three things we were talking about, the three uh, components of self-concept with Carl Rogers. What I believe is gonna greatly affect my selling in my business. If I'm limiting my beliefs and my belief system, I'm not gonna have great sales. <clears throat> Excuse me. If I believe that I can only sell 10 products a day, or 10 products in a month, that's my cap. I've limited myself to what I can do as far as my business. If I tell myself, okay, uh, I could do 20. I could do, you know, I can get uh, 20 clients in a month, great. Now, if someone in your business, let's say you have a business partner and say, oh man, we did great. We got the 20 this month, next month, let's go for 50. And you, you're still stuck at 20 because your belief is we can get 20 because we just did it. So let's just stay at 20 because that's what we're comfortable at. No, you're limiting your belief. You're limiting your cap of what you can do. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to have those limited beliefs. The sky is the limit. That's what the cliche is. You probably could keep going because we got a whole stratosphere space and all that kind of stuff. But you understand what I'm saying. Your limited beliefs. Anyone want to uh, touch on or have a comment, question on how your limited beliefs can affect your business, affect your selling, affect your products and services? Anyone have a story of how their limited beliefs, they had some limited beliefs one time and it kind of and it affected your product services? Go ahead, Lady Bayer. Um, I guess I would say that um, my limited belief before I got uh, with the ACS was talking to people, like as like you know the masses type thing, and and just kind of putting myself out there. I've always been such a private individual, but now I see that. I mean, I've always been really good on a one-on-one -on -one basis, but when it came to like really just doing this and really finding myself and just kind of just you guys were pulling stuff out of me like left and right and I was just like hey no that's not right that's I'm not ready no you know and and I really tried to shy away from it but I do appreciate it because you you've made me see the value of myself and I appreciate that 
Well, congratulations to you, Miss Maya. We are grateful for you too, as well. And we pulled up, we pulled so much out of you that you started a podcast. <laughs> so I don't know if you ever believed that you would start a podcast, but you, how you said you 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 looked at yourself, you didn't think you would be able to do that. And so I am very excited for you. I'm glad that we kept pulling and tugging, pushing and pulling. Anyone else? How your limited beliefs can affect your business products or services. All right, we're gonna keep going. Our last one is judgments and fear of consequences. This is a big one, a doozy. If I'm getting judged, or if I think I'm getting judged about my business and how I run in my business, how my product, what products and services I render or sell, not going to have a great sales experience. If I'm constantly thinking about the competition or constantly thinking about what other people think about my business and they really don't know about it because they haven't, you know, researched about it or asked me about it, that can greatly affect my sales. Fear of consequences. What if I don't sell anything? What if this happens? What if this doesn't happen? What if I can't get any customers? What if I can't get any clients? What if this happens? What if this happens? Mm, fear of consequences. You're never going to you're never going to move if you have that fear of something that has not happened. It's only happened in your mind. You're never going to move. You're going to stay stagnant, stagnant and you're not going to sell anything. Your business will go under. You will go out of business if you continue to have those fear of consequences and those judgments. Take the cap off. Take the. I, I talked about this. Was it? I believe it was, it was on another call. Can't remember. I, I get get the, the days and the calls kind of jumbled together. It was either a Thursday call or a Monday call when I said take the governor off. And the governor is things that a uh, limiter that they put in machines, preferably cars, so that your car didn't go all the way to 180, you know, <laughs> when it's not supposed to, it kind of caps off at maybe a hundred or something like that. Take the governor off your mind. Take the limits off and just go out there and get it done. Any, I'm going to recap, but did anyone have any questions or comments about the last one, the judgments and fear of consequences? All right. Well, to recap, self-concept is a general term used to refer to how someone thinks about, evaluates, or perceives themselves. And Carl Rogers, who was a humanistic psychologist, studied the whole person. He believed that the self-concept had three different components. Your self-image, the view you have of yourself, your self-esteem or self-worth, how much value you place on yourself, and your ideal self, what you wish you were really like. And then Antonio talks about the one, two, and three all the time. The story you tell yourself and others, your limited beliefs, and judgments and fear of consequences. These, all of these components can greatly affect your sales, your business. But you can all turn it around and be on the positive uh, note, be on the positive side of those things. Story you tell yourself and others, 
if you have a, a great self-esteem and a great self-image, the story you tell yourself and others can be wonderful. I am a master salesman when it comes to my products and services. Uh, I don't have any limited beliefs because I know, I believe that I'm going to take my business to X, Y, and Z. And then the fear of consequences and judgments, I don't look at competition. My only competition is the me from yesterday. I have a great self-image. I have high self-esteem and my ideal self, if I'm not there yet, I'm working on being her, like Charmone. Before we go, does anyone have any questions or comments? All right, going once, going twice. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this evening for Branding and cash flow. If you all are a part of the Bureau of Dominant Speakers, as soon as we get off of this call, we will be going on to that call with having fun, getting paid to speak with Mr. and Mrs. Phil and Susan Sorrentino. Thank you, Ms. Susan. I greatly appreciate that. Join us again next week for Branding and Cashflow with Deanna and Grace. And I look forward to seeing all of you in 27 minutes. <laughs> Everyone have a great evening. Love you more, Phil. Thank you, Mr. Vastine. Everybody have a great night. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world not making money the pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire i came really close so the pandemic was a blessing it was hiring people and get this everybody i had 48 job positions open during the pandemic 22 dollars an hour with paid training and i could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training, and I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate and if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools which is the technology itself to match the right candidates up with your job you can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to 
apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.